This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The seventh Nova Scotia Open Goalball Tournament took place last weekend. Peter Parsons can offer up a recap of the event. Peter is the chair of Blind Sports Nova Scotia. Hey, good morning, Peter. Good morning, Dave. So, Peter, let's uh, jump in at a bit of the broader level here, the 10,000-foot-above picture. What's the tournament all about at its fundamental level? Well, the Nova Scotia Open, it's a, a men's tournament. Um, like you said, it, it was our seventh annual last weekend, and we have had teams from across Canada, um, from the U.S. in the past, but we consistently get Ontario and Quebec coming to this tournament, um, which we had this season. Um, and it's a great development type of tournament um you know with goalball it's not like we play in a league we train um and we go to tournaments so there are not enough competition opportunities and so it's really good for especially our younger developing athletes to get these competition opportunities go a little deeper into that what makes a tournament like this a good fit for younger players Generally, it, uh, you know, we've had some international competition in the past here. Uh, generally, it's more of a developing, the development type of tournament where we have, um, you know, it's, it's not the biggest tournament. We don't get world-class players typically, but it is a nice competitive tournament that through the years, a lot of our athletes who go on to play on the national team have had a chance to compete at and uh, the thing about the Nova Scotia Open as well, it happens in the fall, which most of the tournaments happen in uh, the new year. Like the first tournament always was uh, the the Montreal Open the last weekend in January, which will be our next one. But um, so when we planned this tournament uh, back in 2015 originally, I remember thinking if, if we had a tournament uh, before the holidays um, sometime in the fall that could attract some teams and and uh, yeah and it's and it's uh, it's been a good tournament over the years what kind of turnout did you get this weekend who showed up from where so we had two teams from Ontario and we had two Nova Scotia teams and we had a Quebec team so we had five men's teams overall and uh, so yeah, it made for a uh, good competition, good competitive tournament as far as a lot of a lot of close games. For example, in the gold medal game, my Nova Scotia 2 team, we lost to uh, Ontario 2, um, 4-3 in the gold medal game. And in the bronze medal game, our Nova Scotia 1 team beat Quebec in overtime. So the final two games of the tournament were one-goal games, very exciting, close games. Aside from the action on the court, what are some of the highlights around a tournament like this? Because because I know I know it's athletic competition, Peter. I know people are tuning themselves up for the for the uh, Para Pan Am Games or the Paralympic Games coming up. But uh, what, what was some of the vibe around the event besides just on the court? 
Yeah, you know, it's great. Anytime you get together with a bunch of goalball players and and refs that we had coming from out of town and a lot of volunteers and a lot of, you know, visually impaired community that will come and check out the tournament. There's a, there's a real sense. There's a real sense of community and camaraderie amongst the players. Um, you know, the players, we make friends, uh, especially, like I said, with the Quebec and Ontario athletes who a lot of times were at the, the same tournaments in Eastern Canada. And um, so, yeah, it was a really good vibe, kind of like an intimate type of one court gym. So the venue, um, you know, we're hanging out off the court and playing some good uh good competitive games with the, the first tournament of the season, basically um, getting us going with, uh, with a good, uh, a good competitive tournament. Come on, Peter, pull back the curtain a little bit. How much fun were you guys having away, away from the courts? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having, we're having quite a bit of fun, but at the same time, uh, four out of the five teams um, are playing in the semifinals on uh, Sunday morning. So, you know, <laughs> got to get to bed kind of early on Saturday and be responsible. And uh, yeah, but it, it, you know, it, it was a fun tournament and, uh, and also I should mention uh, all the volunteers that we had at the tournament, because without the volunteers, it's not possible. And also our sponsorship, because without the sponsorship, it's not possible. We have to keep the registration fees low to attract the teams and in order to you know, pay for the gym, pay for refs, flights, the food, that sort of thing. We have to have sponsorship. So thanks to AMI, who were a gold sponsor and many of our other sponsors, um, it, it makes it possible as well. Peter, you're obviously on the front lines of this stuff. You're doing a lot of the work in both your role uh, with Blind Sports Nova Scotia, with your role in competitive goalball as well. What is the appetite for corp companies and corporations to come in and support the sport? What, what's the landscape right now on goalball? It's quite it's quite good, like especially amongst the disability community. For example, CNIB has been a, a longtime sponsor. The CCB has been a longtime sponsor. And then a lot of times we have, you know, connections that uh, that some of us have within the community that we um, we get sponsorship. Uh, for example, my my uh, physio uh, place, Excel Physiotherapy here, here in Halifax, who uh, helped keep my old body together um they sponsor the tournament every year uh, they provide the physio coverage so you know it's it's quite the community uh event and uh yeah i think that also when when um an organization comes and uh sponsors a tournament and maybe comes and checks out a game um they usually want to come back same thing with volunteers i always get I always get the same response from a lot of volunteers that come out to see the sport in person or friends that come and check out. They always say, wow, that was, that was way more intense than I thought it was going to mm. be. And, you know, I'm not sure if it's just because, you know, it's a blind and visually impaired sport that they think we're just, you know, rolling a ball back and forth or something, but you know, the ball is traveling up to 70 kilometers an hour in the men's game. And you have to be so mentally focused when you're, don't have your vision as using your other senses and, and reacting to that ball coming at fast speeds. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a real um, it's been a real positive uh, positive event over the years. People can have whatever misconceptions they want about parasports, but the second you hear somebody's rib cage hit the gym floor to block a ball, uh, it basically tells you everything you need to know about the intensity of goal ball. Yeah, yeah, it, it's an intense sport for sure. And 
you know, we have to do a lot of cardio training and strength training. Um, I'm known to be a big sweater out there. So uh, <laughs> they're always coming up and mopping up ah! my spot or when we switch sides at halftime, which this tournament was the first time we switched sides at halftime since COVID because at, after COVID we were keeping the same side. So I was really happy to switch sides to get a, usually a fresh court that uh, isn't slippery at all. And usually I hear, <laughs> hear the right winger on the other side saying, oh, Peter, you left a mess down here. Sometimes they go to clean up that sweat and they smear it into the floor a little more. <laughs> uh, I empathize. I'm also a bit of a heavy sweater over <laughs> here. Uh, not not much athletic activity. In fact, sometimes I wake up sweating in the middle of the night. That, that that's, mm-hmm. how, that's how sweaty things get over here. Uh, Peter, uh, I know there were different players from different levels taking part in this tournament, but what's coming next for a couple of the players involved in the Nova Scotia Open Goalball Tournament? Yeah, so we had a few players uh, that were here, two from Ontario, one from Nova Scotia, and myself I'll include as an alternate for the um, for the Para Pan Am Games in Chile. So we actually just had a, a mini training camp over the, the weekend where a couple of the Ontario guys came and we had our Nova Scotia guys um, out playing some hard scrimmages and doing drills, putting the final touches on our training towards Para Pan Ams. So they happen um, this month in uh, in Santiago, Chile. Right on. Always, always a busy calendar. So, Peter, do you get a chance to take, to take a breath now? You've put this thing together, maybe getting ready to go compete with some of the guys. When does Peter Parsons get to take a breath? Yeah, basically after uh, after this tournament, I, I, it was nice to take a breath because there's a lot of planning and organizing involved and also playing in the tournament um yeah when you're wearing multiple hats for sure it's busy but when you uh when you really enjoy it um you know it's it's uh it doesn't feel like work to me because i really enjoy every part of the planning like it does get really busy but especially when i see especially when i see um you know how much the the younger athletes are enjoying it and getting out of it and uh, even getting feedback from like the officials that come from Quebec, for example, that uh, say, you know, this is a great little tournament you have going on. It makes definitely makes it all all worth it. And uh, and uh, yeah, very rewarding. Right on. Well, another one in the books, Peter. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Dave. You have a great day, too. That's Peter Parsons, the chair of Blind Sports Nova Scotia. Been lots of Atlantic Canada representation on the show today. You had Shelley Petit of the New Brunswick Coalition of Persons with Disabilities. You had Kim Thistle in Newfoundland and Labrador. You had Peter Parsons in Nova Scotia. Look at that. Three of the four Atlantic provinces. Sorry, PEI, we did not quite get to you today. If only I'd included you in the regional news update. We could have had all four out of the Atlantic region. That's all the time there is for the show today. Don't worry. Things kick off again tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time right here on AMI-tv or in audio-only form at amiplus.ca or Maybe you listen when you want. I don't tell you what to do, and you download the podcast. No matter how you do it, looking forward to catching up again tomorrow. Until then, I'm Dave Brown reminding you to play safe, play fair, but don't forget to have some fun. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv.
The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.